Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Kaiju Carnage. I am your host, Cal the Kaiju Guy. And today we are doing a very special bonus episode that has nothing to do with any current saga or anything like that that I'm working on. This is just going to be me uh, explaining some stuff and shedding some light on the Kaiju genre of film and just talking about it. And basically the title of this episode is What is a Kaiju? Now, I know exactly what a lot of you are thinking. <clears throat> it's pretty easy to tell what a kaiju is. Like, it's a giant monster, obviously. It's really not as simple as that. Like, I, I you know, way back in the day, I used to think, like, okay, a kaiju was just a giant monster and, <clears throat> and all that. But kaiju can honestly... It's a term that can really be used to describe just about any kind of monster, to be honest with you. General public perception really pretty much points towards the giant monster thing, but it is not limited to just giant monsters, not in the slightest. Now, the word kaiju literally translates to strange beast. Like, that's not a giant monster. And exactly as it sounds, strange beast, that can cover just about anything, just about any kind of monster you can think of. I mean, I think it would be safe to say that that's a strange beast. A werewolf, that's a pretty strange beast. Vampire, same thing, pretty strange beast. Like Godzilla, he's quite strange, <laughs> you know, very strange beast. But you know, so it's all strange beast, but then look at the three monsters that I just used as the examples, and they're entirely different. There is a massive, massive, no pun intended because of size, but massive, massive difference between a monster like Godzilla and a monster like a werewolf. And that's basically what I'm going to talk about during this episode, is just like what you know, what are the differences between just regular monsters and what people pretty much consider kaiju nowadays? And quite frankly, the very fine line that is drawn between those two. Like it's, it can be like, if you really, really delve into it, it can be hard to really differentiate between what monsters would count as a kaiju and what ones would not. Now, originally kaiju the term kaiju was used to describe any kind of monster from Japanese legends, Japanese folklore and mythology and all that kind of stuff. But in Japanese mythology, there are no giant, giant monsters that people would consider a kaiju today. Things like that didn't really exist in Japanese mythology. Things like Godzilla or, you know, Gamera or... Angiris or anything like that. They're like It's nowhere to be found in Japanese mythology, but yet they still use the word kaiju to describe creatures from their old legends and myths and things like that. <clears throat> and eventually, probably like the late 1800s, the early 1900s, something like that, um, kaiju began to be used to express concepts from paleontology. 
and as well as legendary creatures or mythological creatures, not limited to just Japan, but <clears throat> all over the world they used to describe this. I mean, there was, I can't remember the exact uh, type of dinosaur it was, but in the early 1800s, like 1906, no, I think it was 1908, there was a dinosaur that was believed to still be alive in Alaska. And that was described as a kaiju, because at that point in time, Japanese considered things like dinosaurs to be kaiju. And so that that instance was described as a kaiju. But naturally, we all know that the dinosaur obviously was not alive in Alaska. But nonetheless, they very much saw fit to use the word kaiju to describe a dinosaur. And <clears throat> so... Pretty much we know that dinosaurs, as far as uh, the Japanese are considered, are, are concerned, dinosaurs are very much considered to be kaiju. Like, that's just all it is to it. Now, most people will say that the very first kaiju film, because kaiju can also just be used as a term to talk about a genre of Japanese film. Not really just Japanese film, but just film featuring these giant monsters to where, like, you know, because words change definition over time. And many people believe the original Godzilla that came out in 1954 to be the very first kaiju movie. I absolutely disagree with that opinion. I know there are lots of people that very adamantly will say, yeah, well, you know, it's a Japanese term, it's a, for a, it's a Japanese genre of film, that was the very first one like this, yes, it's the very first kaiju film. I, I'm sorry, I just don't agree. And the reason I don't agree is because way back in 1933, when the original King Kong came out, you know, it pretty much, it changed the game for monster movies. Like, uh, I've described it in a previous podcast episode as being the Citizen Kane of monster movies. I firmly believe that. I'll believe it till the day I die. That without King Kong, the original King Kong, monster movies would not be like what we know them as today. They just wouldn't. And <clears throat> so, 1933, King Kong comes and goes... It pretty much, you know, takes the world by storm. Everyone loves it. Everyone is ranting and raving about it. It's considered one of the most popular and greatest movies ever made and still is to this day. That movie inspired a, another movie, a very important movie in the kaiju genre, which is the film that came out in 1953. I've also done an episode on this one as well as the King Kong episode. Check them out if you have not done so yet. But it came out in 1953 and it was The Beast from 20,000 Fathoms. If you have not listened to my episode on The Beast from 20,000 Fathoms, the reason why this film was so important to creating the Godzilla franchise and like revolutionizing 
the uh, kaiju genre of film and all that is because it directly inspired Godzilla. Like, the original Godzilla. Without the Beast from 20,000 Fathoms, there would be no Godzilla movie. Uh, whenever it was created, the creator of Godzilla, he watched King Kong, and he was a big fan of it. Not only was he a big fan of it, but they had just uh, done a re-release of the original King Kong, and it did very, very well in the box office. Gain, you know, more, way more gains for the box office and all that. And it was still proving to be very popular. And right about the time that they re-released King Kong, that's whenever The Beast from 20,000 Fathoms was released. And it did very, very well. Made lots of money in the box office, was sent all over the world and everything. And it was proving to also be a very, very popular film. And because of the popularity of these two giant monster movies, Toho decided that they wanted a giant monster of their own, so they created Godzilla. And everybody knows what is, you know, the rest is history, so to say. Because everyone knows where Godzilla stands in terms of popularity and all that now, to where he's basically the quintessential kaiju. Nine times out of ten, when somebody says the word kaiju... Um, Godzilla is the very first thing that pops into people's mind. <clears throat> and, uh, like, the reason why, one of the main reasons why I disagree with Godzilla being considered the very first kaiju film is because whenever The Beast from 20,000 Fathoms was released in Japan and... They gave it its own, its own title. They did not call it The Beast from 20,000 Fathoms whenever it released in Japan. They gave it its own separate title. Um, I'm not even going to attempt to read the Japanese version of this title. But the title literally translates to An Atomic Kaiju Appears. So right at the gate, the moment that this movie gets released in Japan, they immediately label it as... A kaiju movie. And so that's one of the biggest arguing points that I have as to Godzilla not being the very first kaiju film. That eh, if I really wanted to argue hard, like really, really hard, I could probably argue that the 1933 King Kong is the original kaiju film. But I, I'm much more steadfast in saying that The Beast from 20,000 Fathoms is the first kaiju film, because it shares a lot of similarities with Godzilla. Both feature a giant monster that get awakened by an atomic bomb. Um, this was not seen in the final movie. Um, the Retosaurus from 20,000 was originally supposed to be able to snort flames from its nose, but due to budget constraints and all of that, they ended up not even putting that in the film. However, it did make its way onto the promotional poster for the Beast from 20,000 Fathoms. And it was because of that poster that the inspiration for Godzilla's atomic breath came about. So if it was not for even just that poster being made, Godzilla would not have something that everyone just looks at as second nature for Godzilla. He would not have his iconic atomic breath. And to me, that's pretty cool. So I would definitely say that the Beast from 20,000 Fathoms 
definitely is more in the argument for the first kaiju film than Godzilla is. But Godzilla did pretty much put the kaiju genre on the map. It's what made it popular. Um, the sheer size of the monsters that are featured in, God, in the original Godzilla as well as other Godzilla films in the franchise pretty much set the bar for what a kaiju was going to be and what it was going to look like moving forward. Describing a kaiju, like, <laughs> I mean, they, nowadays they're pretty much perceived as just being really, really massive monsters. Godzillion in size. Now, there's been good guy kaiju, there's been bad guy kaiju, there's been neutral kaiju that's really just considered to be a force of nature. Godzilla has encompassed all of those things that I just talked about, whereas there's other kaiju that's only been, you know, they've only really been one or the other. Uh, for example, King Ghidorah, he's pretty much been a bad, a bad guy kaiju throughout his entire existence, except for Godzilla, Mothra, King Ghidorah, Giant Monsters All Out Attack, where it, they flipped the script a little bit and actually made him a good guy. You know, like it or love it, that's that's what they went with. Now, <clears throat> so that pretty much describes what a kaiju is, what it looks like. It's a giant monster, Godzillian in size. So we're looking at, you know, anywhere between most people think a kaiju would be 150 feet to about 400 feet. Or, you know, even above 400, let's be honest. But, um... Believe it or not, there are subcategories to kaiju and to kaiju movies and things like that. Like, just because something is giant and massive does not make it a kaiju. Some of the subcategories are, there's something that's called a mecha kaiju. That's exactly what it sounds like. We're talking about giant robots. This would be, you know, mecha Godzilla. This would be the Jaegers from Pacific Rim. Um, any other kind of giant robot you can think of, they would fall into this category. Uh, there's the Ultra Kaiju. Now, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. Ultra Kaiju is really just the same as Kaiju. But to differentiate the Ultraman series from other Kaiju series or franchises or anything like that, they pretty much tried to keep everything with Ultra you know, tagged to the, uh, to the front of it. So Ultra Kaiju is pretty much, they try to limit it to just the Ultraman franchise, but you know, it's really, it's really just Kaiju. Now, another one that we've seen lots of that we would just kind of refer to as a giant actually has its own subcategory and that is Kaijin. Now, whenever I said just a giant, I'm just talking about giant humanoids. Like, you know, giant humans. Anytime you've seen a movie that has like a giant human or something like that, um, that would be a kaijin. Frankenstein conquers the world. He's a very humanoid type monster in that movie. So he is not considered a kaiju. He is considered a kaijin. Now there's another one. There's another subcategory. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Uh, I almost skipped over something. Um... Some of you may be thrilled about this. Others may not be too happy about it. Kind of like looping these guys in. But something else that is officially considered to be in the Kaijin subcategory would be Super Sentai. 
For those of you that are unfamiliar with Super Sentai, trust me, you are, you just don't know it. Super Sentai is the basis for the Power Rangers. Whenever the Rangers, you know, they hop in their giant, uh, their Zords, and it grows to a giant size, obviously that becomes a Mecha Kaiju. And, you know, some of the Rangers themselves have just grown up giant and big. Some of their opponents that they go up against, they're very humanoid in uh, design and all of that. So they would, they're all considered to be Kaijin. So yes, I can, I can say that with confidence. Officially, Super Sentai and Power Rangers are part of the Kaiju overall genre. They are just simply a subcategory of that genre. Now, there's another subcategory that's called Seijin. This literally translates to star people. And that's not really just saying aliens, <clears throat> because King Ghidorah is an alien. Space Godzilla is an alien. They are not considered to be Seijin. Like, the star people, it really just... That's what they call, like, humanoid aliens. Kind of like many times we've seen the alien invasions going on in many of the Godzilla movies. Those, those alien characters, the humanoid characters that are human size, they would be considered Seijin. Um, another uh, race, as you will, that would be called a... That would be considered to be part of the Seijin is in the Ultraman franchise. There's... Uh, the character Bolton, and um, this is a crust, you know, it's a race of crustaceans that, they're very popular in the franchise, but they, they are uh, pretty much considered to be Sajin. Now, so those are some of the subcategories. We pretty much know, you know, kaiju means strange beast. It's not limited to just giant monsters and all that, and so that really gets me to go, to jump into the future of my podcast. I'm going to go ahead and be level with you guys. I'm a film fanatic. I don't know if you've figured that out about me or, or not, but I love watching movies. I don't just love watching them. I love studying them. I love looking at the script process, how many drafts of the script there was. I love reading about things dealing with production, pre-production, post-production, um, you know, what the legacy and impact are from certain movies and how they've uh, affected the movie industry moving forward. Like, I love watching behind-the-scenes videos on how entire sets are built and all of that kind of stuff. Like, one of my favorite sets that I talk about in film history are the sets that are in the original Alien movie and its sequel, Aliens. I love the sets that were built for those two movies, and I've watched so many, like, behind-the-scenes stuff on how those sets were made and... And all of that kind of stuff. But that's that's my point that I'm getting at. That I love all kinds of movies. Not just monster movies. But, you know, I love action movies. Comedies. Dramas. I'm not going to lie, guys. I've seen way more chick flicks than most men would care to admit to. They're really, you know, most of the ones I've seen really aren't that bad. 
I'm not going to go out of my way to watch them most of the time, but if one's on and I, I'm kind of just too lazy to change the channel, I'll sit there and watch it. I don't, I don't care. I'll, I'll, I'll watch it. So I love, I'm a movie fanatic. That's just me. I am. And I heavily, heavily considered creating an entirely separate podcast to talk about these other movies that you know, that I love and that I want to talk about, such as the Alien movies or the Predator movies or things like that. But, you know, like, I really don't want to bother trying to build up a whole another fan base for a whole separate um, podcast and all of that kind of stuff. So, in the future, and this is many, many months down the road, I'm going to start incorporating other types of movies into this podcast, but I'm going to do it in a way probably just once a month. It's going to be special bonus episodes that I will put out on Wednesdays, and they will be called Kaiju Carnage Presents, and then the film title that I'm going to be doing. And, you know, I just talked about earlier that... Hang on, before I jump into that. You know, like, it's it's a fine line trying to figure out what's a kaiju movie and what's not. I was talking to a friend about this the other day. If you strictly go off of the size of a monster, then I'm going to be honest with you, The Meg, which is based on Meg by Steve Alton, the movie about the giant shark starring Jason Statham, that is a giant shark. That could be considered to be a kaiju film. That That's a giant freaking shark. So... Is it a kaiju film? Is it not? Most people would consider it not, but if you go strictly off of what most people go by, what is the size, like calling something a kaiju strictly by its size, would it not be considered a kaiju? Who really knows? I talked about earlier that um, way before the kaiju films even started being made, that the Japanese considered paleontology, dinosaurs, to be kaiju. So does that open the, open the door for Jurassic Park? Is, would Jurassic Park be considered kaiju films? And, you know, most people would say, oh, no, not really, those are dinosaurs and all that. Well, King Kong is considered to be a kaiju film by many people. And one of the most iconic scenes from that movie is him fighting a T-Rex. So what would make him the kaiju and the T-Rex not? Because a T-Rex is a normal animal versus a supersized gorilla. That's what makes him a kaiju? Okay, well a giant shark is just a supersized shark. So why would that not be a kaiju? You know, like whenever you really start getting into it, like it's hard to differentiate like what is a kaiju film and what isn't. Like, um, Jaws, Bruce the Shark. For those of you that don't know, the mechanical shark that was used in the film was nicknamed Bruce after Steven Spielberg's lawyer. And, um, I have more useless information in my head about the film Jaws than any other film in existence. So there's, that's the last I'm going to say of that. But, uh, Bruce the Shark, he is a supersized giant great white shark. You look at his appearance, you look at the way he acts, he's not a normal shark. He's monstrous. Like, could he be considered to be a kaiju? Going strictly off of definition, he would be a strange beast. So, 
Like, is he a kaiju? Is he not? Other uh, examples, the Rancor from uh, Star Wars, uh, Episode Six: Return of the Jedi. Like, that's the Rancor, you know, he kind of fits some kaiju qualities. He's pretty doggone big and fearsome and all of that. He could be one. Uh, dragons. Would dragons be considered uh, a kaiju? And if so, where do you draw the line between the dragons? Because the male dragon that's in a movie such as Reign of Fire, you could probably call that a kaiju because he's big, he's monstrous, he's evil. You know, he's a force of nature that um, they have a hard time trying to defeat. I think he could be considered a kaiju. But would you consider Draco from Dragonheart to be a kaiju? See? So, like, like the more you jump into it, the more difficult it is to really pin down what is a kaiju and what isn't. Uh, one of my all-time favorite movies ever, uh, Conan the Barbarian, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. There is a scene with a giant snake. Like, is that snake considered to be a kaiju? You know, like, who who knows? So, moving forward... And like I said, this is months down the road before I'm really going to start doing this because I already have weeks and weeks of episodes um, scheduled, which movies I'm going to do and all of that. And so it's going to be a while before I get to this. But probably about two or three months down the road, <clears throat> I'm going to start... <clears throat> pardon me. I'm going to start, quote unquote, a season two of Kaiju Carnage. And not only am I going to be doing these Kaiju Carnage Presents episodes where I'm going to talk about things like, uh, you know, possibly Reign of Fire or Jurassic Park. I don't know if I'm going to talk about those films. I'm just throwing them out there. But not only am I going to talk about those, but I'm going to jump more into other franchises that I haven't messed with so far. Anyone who follows my page on Facebook sees that I've been posting heavily a lot of pictures of the Ultraman franchise here lately. That is because I don't have anything slated for current Season 1 for everything that I've got mapped out so far. But beginning with Season 2, so all of you Ultraman fans can be happy about this, I'm going to really start jumping into the Ultraman franchise. Talking about some of the series, some of the movies, uh, some of the other media that it's had and all of that kind of stuff. I'm really going to jump into Ultraman. So, um... Y'all can be happy about that. But, <clears throat> guys, honestly, that pretty much does it. Like, uh, <laughs> I just wanted to talk about, uh, you know, what is a kaiju? What is What makes something a kaiju? And what makes it just a regular monster? Honestly, the answer is, who knows? It's in the eye of the beholder. Now, I know a lot of traditionalists want to keep it like, no, let's just talk, let's just consider kaiju giant monsters, you know, like uh, Kong from the legendary universe, as well as Godzilla and Gamera and all of that kind of stuff. But, you know, like I said, it's in the eye of the beholder, and we'll see where this goes moving forward. So, all right, guys, if you haven't liked me on Facebook yet, go give me a like on there. It is, uh, name of the page is the same thing as the podcast, Kaiju Carnage, a Godzilla slash King Kong podcast. It has the same exact profile picture as here on the, uh, on the podcast. Go give it a like. I stay way more active on that than I do on here. 
Um, you know, I post an episode once a week. I post on the Facebook page multiple times a day doing fan art and doing announcements and letting you guys know when new episodes are going to be coming and all of that kind of stuff. Like, you know, just go give it a like. And uh, as always, I'm very open to uh, constructive criticism. If you guys want me to do more of something, less of something, stop doing something at all, start doing something, by all means, shoot me a message on Facebook. I'll respond to you whenever I can. I'll take into consideration whatever it is that you're bringing up to me, and we'll move forward from there. So, um, in just a couple of days, Saturday, I will be going back to the Inspiration Saga that I was, um, that I'm currently working on, and the film that I'm going to be doing is not inspired by Godzilla or King Kong. It is inspired by the film I was talking about earlier, one of the greatest kaiju films ever made, The Beast from 20,000 Fathoms. It is The Giant Behemoth that came out in 1959. It's been a while since I've done a good classic black and white film, and so I'm going to be jumping back into that. Can't wait. Giant Behemoth is a really good movie, and I can't wait to talk about it with you guys. So, all right, fellas, thanks for tuning in, and um, catch y'all in just a few days, and I'll see y'all around on Facebook. This is Kyle the Kaiju Guy, signing out.